up, everybody? Welcome back to the HBO's podcast. We're your hosts, Sam and Maddie. What up? Uh, and today we are joined by our special guest, Jack. Say hi. It's our first HB bro. It's our first HB bro. I know. <laughs> I was talking to Maddie earlier and I was like, we can't, I mean, I don't know if he wants us to call him a hoe. Um, you I know. mean, you're still a it, You're on here. I, I prefer the, uh, like, formal term, whore. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, we're having, we're doing succession uh, the full season. And then each episode, we're trying to get a new guest on. Um, Jack and I have an affinity for uh, succession. And, you know, we talk about it constantly. I think he's always the first person that I message on Sunday nights after I watch it. And I think it might be the same. And, you know, we'll Likewise, just go for yeah. hours. Yeah, we'll just spitball back and forth for hours and hours. So, um, yeah, we're really happy to have him on. Um, I think it's going to be a great episode. So today we're talking about season four, episode five, Kill List. What, what? What, what? What, what? I know. This is- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, um, so the first things first, spoiler warning, if you have not seen season four, episode five of Succession, get the fuck out of here, get out of here, like go watch it, come back. This episode will still be here, but what are you even doing here in the first place? It says it in the title. Yeah. So <laughs> number one, um, and then I guess we just kick it off. Uh, Jack, we're going to throw it to you. Overall thoughts. What did you think about this episode? Um, a lot of what the fuck moments, like a whole mm-hmm. lot of what the fuck moments, Um, I think that, you know, I sort of figured that Matson was going to be the big bad and the antagonist for the rest of the series, because obviously Logan's gone, they need someone, and it can't be Kendall, even though he's in his villain arc right now, but I, I wasn't expecting them to, like, really go into the, oh, this guy's just a sociopath type of thing, as they did, so, so that definitely is sticking with me. What about you guys? Mm. I definitely thought it was more dynamic than the previous episodes. Um, you know, the Logan death episode definitely was, it was slow and sad. Not that I didn't like it. It just felt very still compared to the rest of the series. So I did like this. It felt like they were all together. There was some comedy. There was some like more lighthearted moments. I don't know. I was missing that a little bit because the previous episodes have been like tough. So I did enjoy that aspect a lot. I was like, oh, okay, great. Even like, I think specifically Shiv and Tom, like they had a a nice little banter and I was like, finally, God, finally. (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. uh, Oh, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. (laughs) I I just have to say, and I told Sam this uh, yesterday off pod, but when Tom flicked Shiv's earring, I was speaking like a Shakespearean character, just like, unhand her, wench. Oh, <laughs> my God, yes. Through the TV. <laughs> but, oh, uh, God, their insults were just kind of adorable. Ugh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that this episode felt really nostalgic for me, which is really weird because it was one of the first, like, they're all together without Logan Uh show like episodes which I've been thinking about a lot because I'm like god like we've had two episodes now without Logan the one episode you know the last one was all about Logan so you know Mm -hmm. we still felt this presence and now it's like we're in like on Logan's turf like flying somewhere trying to make a deal you know like this is the Logan thing this is not the Kendall Roman thing that's that's normally happening so it was really 
fun, but like I got everything out of like out of this episode that I I fell in love with with Succession. Number one, Kendall Homecoming, <laughs> favorite, favorite moment. Just like him yeah. in the back of the list, like exactly how the series started. Listening mm-hmm. to rap music, of course, it's Jay Z. I'm just like I just appreciate it. Him going back into the Waystar headquarters. Um, that was just a beautiful little like full circle uh, moment that happened. But then not only that, but like they're flying somewhere beautiful. They're all together. They're all tense because they think that heads will roll by the end of this. So it's like they just have this like, you know, just this hypertension that's happening between this group that like we all like know and love and hate simultaneously. And then you have like this major antagonist that's just like poking holes in all of their shit, i.e. Matson. Right. So like it, it just felt it felt nostalgic. It felt like succession home for me this episode. Um, yeah. yeah. So I was excited about it. And I think that, you know, the last couple episodes, it's felt like it's um, context. It's building to what like and I, I feel like it's almost like, OK, how fucking climactic are we going to get? Like how much more is all of this going to build before it finally like combusts? And I think that we might not even get that until the, the last episode, which is crazy. But agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's talk about um, the deal. Let's make a deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does the deal happen, Jack? What do you think? So I think that they don't really have a choice at this point. Right. I mean, uh, they want in exp- wanting to get to, I think like, without ATN it was like 145 and with ATN like 180 even though they didn't want ATN to be included and he went up all the way to 192 I mean it's technically in the board's hands at this point there's not a ton the kids can do to sink it which I think was kind of the beauty of this episode was just Matson not even trying to take away what they wanted but take away from what they wanted in such a way where he's just like, I'm doing you guys a favor. You can't actually be mad. This is just the ultimate power play. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, I think with Mattson, he, um, even outside of the deal, I mean, like from the first, even from the email to them, Roman and Kendall weren't even in the office for five minutes before they get this email from Mattson the day after their father's wake. That's like, I want this list of people to fly to Norway right fucking now. Like, and it was, it was a power play from the very beginning. And I felt like it's like, you know, daddy's not home anymore. Like I'm going to fuck around with you guys. And I think that they took it exactly like that. And I think that that's ultimately why they tried to kill the deal and why Mattson got the upper hand in the end, because he's like, well, you know, I don't know. It's like, he has just this like unlimited amount of like resources that he can just wield around and honestly, mm-hmm. Matson's a fucking idiot for even offering that much. And it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was just such a like pissing contest the entire time um, that I think that Roman and Kendall actually handled really well um, outside of like when Roman, you know, inevitably fucking snapped. But I mean, <laughs> I think, but like Kendall kill, I think Kendall killed it the entire time, you know, like the way that they were able to handle Matson and his fucking dickishness, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I also think the deal is going to go through because of all of the just stress that's been around the situation. Like it's been a lengthy process. They've been kind of like fucking, I don't even know how to describe it except for like clenching each other's balls, like even tighter. (laughs) Um, 
but I don't know. It's tricky because I do think that the boys handled it well, but Matson is very, very smart. He's smart and he saw right through their shit. And it just like, I don't know. It was like a fucking buzzkill. I was like, dude, you are too, it's too, you're too good. And I don't know how this, like, I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah, I feel like in terms of like actual business dealings, though, um, I rewatched it last night and this is where Jack and I had like another two hour long back and forth. But um, (laughs) in terms of like the actual deal, though, like what that means for them, it's fucking everything. It's monumental because at first it was like they still get to keep ATN. It's still the three siblings that are going to be running something. If Mattson takes everything, then they have nothing. Right. And that can't be. There is no six. There's no show without the three of them fighting for ultimate power, right? So I'm like, I don't, I don't really see that happening storyline wise. But then, like the deal specifically, like I wonder if, I mean, yeah, you think that with such a bump in the the buy price, that of course the board's going to say, yeah, right, like we're never going to get this kind of deal again. But w- do you think that there's a possibility that Kendall and Roman can convince the board? their fellow old guard to like i don't know to not take it and to because really it's up to the board and the board has to do what's good for the shareholders but if they you know if they think that Matson isn't the right fit then they could have like a legitimate reason to turn it down so i think it really depends because if you think about who's on the board right like uh sandy the girl sandy has a board seat Mm-hmm. Old Sandy has a board seat. Stewie <laughs> has a board seat. They don't care. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. And even uh, Carl and Frank, uh, they want out. They, they're, they're looking at this like, oh, man, I'm about to make $200 million. I'm, you know, 65 and still have time to lay on the beach before my heart stops. Sweet. Um, yeah. Don't forget those compression socks. <laughs> oh, my God. That was He's so like, funny. Oh. But also, also too, just timeline-wise, uh, like, Kendall has only been in the CEO seat, and he's only been this, like, cool, confident, self-assured Kendall mm-hmm. for, like, 48 hours. Yeah, uh, really, truly. Like I don't even think, really, I think it's been less than 24 hours that they actually got the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but he, even just, like, six months ago, he was running up on the shareholder meeting making an ass out of himself uh, and doing, like, all doing this drugs. Stuff. Yeah, he was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Not to yeah, like belabor the point Kendall too much. Company. He was literally, he was literally smoking meth. Not to belabor the point too much, but you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember when he was just stealing vapes and then throwing them away? Oh God, that still pisses me off because I'm like, I would have smoked those vapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking a, like somebody would have st- the gum. I would have chewed that gum. Vapes and gum. Vapes and gum. <laughs> so annoying, Kendall. And this is why I don't trust him because he he does irrational shit. And I'm just like, unnecessary. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And yeah, to, to your point, Jack, that you said earlier, this is, um, you know, Kendall's like he, I, I don't know. One of the things that I wrote down in my notes is like, we got to talk about Kendall going rogue. And I think that this is, you know what, let's skip ahead. Let's mm-hmm. just talk about it now. Like. Kendall, this is like full, I said it from episode one that my, um, especially because he was the one that like tried to, you know, in in the the ending of um, season three, 
tried to like he's been trying to get the kids to work together and i'm like and that's why just the poetic justice of all or not the poetic justice but just the irony of all of it is that he's he's going to be the one that's worked this entire time to get them all together and then he's going to be the one that fucks them up and we saw it we saw him starting last episode where he goes behind roman's back and tells hugo to basically kill their dad after he's already dead in the press right and and shit all over his name without roman's okay um, and then in this episode, we see him a few times, tr- like actively not including Shiv and things. Um, and then again, going behind Shiv's back and then, you know, uh, making di- like telling Greg to do things without Roman knowing about it. And, you know, he's just he's a shysty little shit. And I've said it from episode one. This whole show was was Kendall's villain origin story like that. It was all it was yeah. like that he is yeah. at the end of it. I think that he is going to kill every last fucking one of them um because he's just i don't know he's just like he's just tainted i think i think Mm -hmm. we started off with it's just very walking phoenix and joker if you will like he starts off as just this nice guy that really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing you know and ends up being shat on so much that he's like all right fuck the world you know Mm. that's my theory but what do you guys think about kendall i mean that's his track record he always goes rogue. Uh, what is it? They say the the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. So I'm like, yeah, he's going to cut everyone down. It's just his, I don't know. He's been branded by that life and the company and being around it. So I yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I agree, but I will say to Sam's point, this does feel different. It feels more feels less like the villain origin story and more like he's the villain now. And it kind of goes back to even that scene on the boat in uh, season two uh, where uh, Logan tells him like, you know, you're not a killer, son. You have to be a killer. And yeah. I, I think about it because Kendall said like so many times, uh, like, you know, I'm going to be broken when you die. Like just it's kind of like attachment to Logan. But He's very unsentimental about killing him in the press. He's just very rational, like, this mm-hmm. is what needs to happen. And that's something that Logan would do without blinking. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Out of all the kids, who do you think is the most like Logan? Kendall. You think For so? sure. Uh, I... I don't know, because there are moments where Ken- Kendall's a fucking asshole but he has some tenderness and some protectiveness in him that i think logan did not have Mm -hmm. okay so sometimes it's hard for me to say but i don't know they're all like him in a way yeah i don't know know. that's a really good question i and i think that's kind of like the beauty of the show right logan's looking for someone who's going to be logan 2.0 to take over for him but while all of them still have Logan-like attributes, whether it's like Roman with his sense of humor and his ability to talk to people, or Kendall's like business mind, or even like Shiv, just like her personality in general and the kind of like hard-headedness and not getting too emotional about things, I think that the beauty is none of them are like Logan. And that's kind of the whole point of the show. The reason why he didn't want to give it to any of the kids because none of the kids are qualified to run it, Kendall included. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they weren't enough like him. Yeah. That's right. a very good point. Yeah. I, um, I asked that because I've been watching a lot of like BTS stuff and interviews with um, the, the 
people that play the the kids and um all of them say in when they're when they're asked that question is like i think my character's the most like logan and right. and it's like and then they argue about it and it's like yeah i don't really know if i see it in any of them because like kieran culkin who plays roman thinks that he's the most like logan in certain ways but then sarah snook who plays shiv thinks that she's the most like and i'm like but like i have qualms with like all of those right and i think that like logan yeah. is just a force that no one could ever be like i think that that's how they wrote him but like it's also what's so interesting about like the fact that like after this episode and after it didn't even not even after the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched, it, I was like, oh, shit, like Logan was mentioned twice in this whole episode very quickly each time. And it's like it's just crazy to think that like they just took him out and we it, it he, we didn't even need him. Like these kids can fuck everything up themselves, <laughs> and like we right. just needed like a beautiful prick, like you know Lucas Matson that was gonna come in and be even worse than probably what Logan would ever be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, and- fucking, he was you know Logan his family. Matson is does not give a fuck. He's not going to protect Kendall when he accidentally fucking kills a kid when they're trying to get drugs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like manslaughter. He manslaughtered a kid. He manslaughtered a kid. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Oh my god. Well, welcome, Jack. He is our head of comms and a legal consultant. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that you're right like we have an antagonist but he's much worse yeah he's much worse well i guess on that note we can uh go right into shiv and Matson and what a fucking mess that's gonna be oh my um, god shiv's an idiot yeah yeah i'm just putting that out there i love her i truly love her independently as her own person away from this whole storyline when she's in the story, she pisses me the fuck off. I'm like, you're doing some dumb shit. You're sleeping with the motherfucking enemy. I don't know. I'm not here for that. I mean, I get it. It's Eric Northman. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I would also sleep with the enemy. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, no, something, exactly. I really thought that they were going to have sex the whole time. There was a lot about that scene that shocked me. Um, the blood bags, to be honest, least shocking thing that happened. Ode? Um, is that an ode? Can I say? Yes. <laughs> can I say, though, just with everything with Jerry and Roman, Shiv saying like, oh, Jerry's the perfect lawyer for that was the most underrated joke of the whole show. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't even catch that, but that is really funny. That's great. That is so funny. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, no, that was that was wonderful. I think that yeah, the the blood bags, the frozen blood bags, and just like this is just straight off an episode of True Blood. One hundred. It truly is. Like, it, it truly is. It I'm happy that that was what his weird like kink thing. Well, I don't even know mm-hmm. if it was kink, but whatever it was. Um, but I did. I thought it was hilarious how Shiv just handled hearing that with such grace. She was like, like nothing surprises her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah. She had bad. a three point plan immediately. That's how much it doesn't bother her because that's also her job is <laughs> is she's more political and like representing people, building their image, their brand, putting things to bed when need be, yeah, keeping things are. quiet when need be. She, she's like a, it's 
It's like when you get prepped for court or when you get prepped to do a live interview, she's the person you hire for that kind of shit. So like, yeah, she was quite unbothered and I'm sure she's heard crazier shit where she's like, okay, a fucking blood bag. Eh. Yeah, I do uh, just want to say, and then I'll throw it over to Jack for his thoughts, but my favorite line from that encounter was he was just like, you know what, it's fine, I'll just lawyer up, deny, you know, deniability, and she goes, deniability is tough considering she has bags of your blood. Evidence, (laughs) literal (laughs) evidence. (laughs) Yes. You fucking idiot. But like, I guess my, like my question, sorry, Jack, you know, you can, like, my question is like, do you think that story is true? Or was he just saying the most asinine shit to try to get, to try to garner some trust from her? You know? Mm, That's a good question. I mean, trust no one. So I think he's fucking blowing steam up her ass. Yeah. All right, Jack, I think, sorry. (laughs) No, no, like, so I want to respond to both to both questions. First of all, um, I agree that the blood bag thing was probably the least surprising thing about that whole uh, interaction. Um, he already kind of gave me like I would wear your skin as a suit vibes. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm kidding, but um, just going back to the other question you had like whether or not that story is actually true i think that it's probably one of those things where the best lies have a little bit of truth in them like Mm. he probably did something incredibly fucked up i don't know like 28 liters of blood is a lot of fucking blood even over a long period of time that's a lot of blood to lose Um, i mean like do people do this is okay any swedish followers that we have is this something that like you partake in like let me just like clear out you know, an entire arm, like, (laughs) as a box method. (laughs) Well, and I'm wondering if there's anything blood-related culturally, just, like, in a significance. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So anyone that does know, let us fucking know. Right? (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, there is that scene with him and the assistant. The assistant is, like, very visibly uncomfortable to be around him. So there's definitely something there. Um, but whether that's, uh, you know, bags of blood or just stalker notes, that's yet to be determined. Well, and I think that like, like if I, you know, I just going back to like the deal and like the bigger picture is like, does that come out? Is that something that like Shiv could potentially use against him? She could do her own digging, especially like if they merge, you know, or if they, you know, like end up actually sharing, um, sharing staff at one point. She could definitely investigate and get to, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking like, like, cause one of the biggest things that she said is like, as soon as you come into like the American business world, like media is all fucking over you. So like, you got to get the shit in check now um, yeah. because it could ruin any chance that you have of being part of, you know, what we have, especially what they just went through with fucking cruises. Right. So, yeah. um, so I don't know. I feel like there, there might be something bigger there, but it also might just be like a, a, a bloody red herring, if you will. <laughs> I, one one thing that it does stand out to me, though, is just like, you know, we talked before about how all of the kids are like the sum of Logan's parts and how they should, like, probably should work together on this deal. If Kendall really wants to block the deal that badly, all he needed to do was not, you know, big brother Shiv out of it. If he just like worked with her, she could give him that information, then boom, he has everything he needs to throw this deal off the rails. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yep. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I really feel like Shiv actually by the end of this episode ends up having more power than any of them combined. If the story is true, if it is, there is some base behind it that she has something over Matson. But like, I don't think that he's dumb enough to actually give her real information. Right. But, um, but at the end of it, she is the one that's making the power plays because she is the one that said, just bump it, just bump the price a little bit. And then they can't actually say no. And then he was smart enough to call Frank and, um, you know, and tell him the new price and not go through Kendall and Roman because Frank is on the board and would immediately go and tell everybody because that's his fiduciary responsibility. Right. So, um, Matson is playing a smart game in that he's overpowering the guys for sure. But I'm just wondering, like, is Shiv a pawn or is she going to outsmart him at a certain point? Right. Is she, is she like playing, I don't know, like, if, is he playing checkers with her and she's playing chess, if you will, that was bad yeah. and cliche, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. It definitely seems like she's on the side of Matson by the end of the episode. You know, she mm -hmm. definitely kept that information tucked away because I think Kendall specifically asked, like, "Oh, did you get anything?" Or maybe it was Roman, and she was like, "Hmm." And then it cut to like another conversation. But yeah, she's just like, "Yeah, just playing for angles, right?" Mm -hmm. And which is what they're all doing. Right. And yeah, right. and and she definitely got an angle. I mean, she got the only angles. Say the entire fucking episode yeah. um yeah so i don't know i don't know i feel like like this might be a finally Shiv ends up on top thing i don't know jack and i were talking about it and we're like okay well we can theorize all we want he'll be back on in a couple weeks so then he's like we'll just see if we're wrong you know we'll <laughs> Truly. Truly. yeah <laughs> absolutely and i i will say i think that just from a storyline point of view shiv's kind of do a win because the last couple episodes have been extremely rough for her. Yes, and full yeah, disclosure, yeah. Maddie, I know you said that you're a big ship fan. I am not a big ship fan, but that's, uh, I, yeah. even I'm kind of like after that last episode with everything, like the, her falling down the stairs, Kendall's being like, yes. well, the sh paper sure shit doesn't say shiv. Like everything. Mm -hmm. I was even kind of like rooting for her to like that get a win because she needs one. Mm -hmm. You know what was fucking brutal was um, the Matson. You're just a tribute band. That Ooh, that was, was terrible. <laughs> that was my jaw was, was on like, the ground. Yeah, ow! Like I was hurt. I was hurt. I was that. also hurt. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like that was a <laughs> really mean, fucking to the bone joke. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's kind of fucking true. It is. <laughs> That's funny. It's so fucking rude. Because I'm like, that's a that's a fucking roast. That's a fact. History style, baby. Like, fuck. Well, and like, and that's what I think is like. I mean, even just getting more complex into like the pressure that the the kids feel. It's like not only are they trying to like walk in their dad's footsteps and like fulfill things that he would be able to fulfill with just like the snap of a finger. Um, but like, they're also trying to carve their own paths and not, I mean, I would say Kendall and Shiv more than Roman. I think Roman, if he had the chance, he would just run everything as Logan ran it and he would be fine with that. But like, they're trying to have their own identities at the same time while also dealing with this. And then it's like, even just the, I think the, the thing that's building so much tension in this season is like, Logan died. We had a day to not even grieve because apparently Roman pre-grieved 
right? And then we're on our way to the fucking Arctic to meet with this six foot fucking seven beautiful jungle Swedish man. And he's telling us, he's joking with us as soon as we sit down that he wants to buy our entire operation for a fucking dollar. dollar. Like I literally would have jumped on him and beat him up so badly. Mountain. I would have been so mad. And then he's just shitting on them because he makes them take this fucking, what's it called? The thing that goes up. What is it like a fucking ski lift? Yeah, ski lift. He makes them take this thing that probably takes a fucking hour each way. And then this fucker gets on a helicopter as soon as they leave. And I'm just like, oh my God, I couldn't do it. Like, I truly, truly get why Roman snapped. I'm happy that he did. He deserved to be snapped on while he was taking a piss. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Fucking agreed. Yeah. I mean, but, I th- go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. <laughs> I think that the, like, and that's just the thing, right? Like, I think the kids recovered as best as they could initially uh, from that. Because, like, even when uh, they do, like, the initial negotiation, Matson's just, like, toying with them. Uh, the whole, like, well, you know, usually how this works is I say something and then they say something. Like, I I don't know. I, I'm surprised Roman was the one that snapped. I would have thought it would be Kendall. But also, I think that Roman is in a very vulnerable and uh, not altogether sober place at the moment. I don't know if you guys have uh, caught his pill usage over the last two episodes. I'm kind of hoping that's not a whole arc, but... <sighs> mm. I pray. Um, I'm like, we can't, out of the three siblings, we can't do two drug addictions. I just, I can't do it. But, you know, I was thinking about it in um, the trailer. There was a very, very quick cities. I remember going like frame by frame when it first came out months ago. And um, there was a very quick scene in in the season trailer of Roman like crushing up pills and sorting them. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a little Adderall, just like help him do his job. He's never in a freaking seat, <laughs> you know. Like I don't know. I'm like, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Oh, and you I think mean that- taking the adult route, yeah. I'm sure it's just that. I mean, to be honest, like it's a woman. Look at Shiv. She's literally pregnant, taking a bump. I think that was she fair. didn't take a bump though. Yeah, no, she kind of held it, fondled it. Yeah, yeah. Made it look like she was down. But I was just like, ma'am, if you don't fucking put that down. I know. that. Well, that was one of the most shocking. Because I was like in bed, kind of tired, kind of watching it. I was like, and I immediately sat up. And I was like, fuck, no, no, what are you doing? Um, And then I like went on Reddit immediately after and realized everybody was like, bro, it was fake. Like, shut up. Like she was, she was faking it. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think it's the same thing, even with like the whiskey she had, you look at it, like the line on the whiskey didn't go down at all. I hope. Um, Yeah. So. Um, That's a good segue. Do you guys want to talk about Shiz's pregnancy? Yes. Actually. This um, gosh, okay. a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you, Sam, had a good point. Uh, I definitely think that it could be somebody else's baby, but in a sensible way. And I think the way that she reacted at the end of the episode to Tom about firing 
what's the one bitch? The other one that oh, works Sid. at Ethan. Sid, the peach. Yeah, Sid, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. They, she could have cut Tom's throat right there and been like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. And she didn't. And I think that's probably because it's his baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. This like, we'll come right back to the pregnancy, but I did want to say that there was this Shiv Tom cat and mouse that was really entertaining to watch the flick of the <laughs> ear, the, your shoes are too bright for people that are coming down from Molly. Here's some dirt for, um, you know, oh just, it was, very, it was entertaining, <laughs> but there was what I think was the most interesting was, um, the end of the episode where they're on the plane back to, you know, not fucking, the top of the world and um they uh she you know they're just there's just this cat and mouse game that she's playing with tom and you know they're talking about atm but basically she saves tom and Mm -hmm. tom is also not on matson's kill list probably because of shiv so i think that there is some kind of silent camaraderie still there which Mm -hmm. i think probably ties into the pregnancy or probably ties into Shiv maybe wanting to keep Tom around as a fucking punching bag. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and also she can trust Tom in a sense. I mean, as much as you can trust anyone in this show. Well, I think, I think when really real (laughs) shit happens to them, like Logan dying, I mean, Tom is there in an authentic way. And I think she knows that. And that's a good quality yeah. to keep in your pocket i personally think it might be a little bit of shiv emotionally but i think again she's smart she's manipulative uh, i think the baby has something to do with it but i also think that she knows that she can play him to her advantage if need be yeah i think that um the how i would describe it is not that she trusts him because i don't think she trusts him at all but i think she can be vulnerable with him so there is mm-hmm. some sort of emotional trust but yeah. um yeah. all right jack pregnancy let's talk about it (laughs) (laughs) so i i do have to say uh, i saw this on i I can't take credit for catching this i saw this on twitter right before i jumped on the pod i was kind of convinced for a while that it wasn't tom's baby just because i think that that you know it sort of completes their marriage arc with like tom really wanting this and shiv cheating on him or out even when they were taking a break getting uh, pregnant by another guy however someone did make a point that i thought was really crucial was in that scene where they do the whole like oh your 20 week appointment whatever whatever she's actually wearing a university of minnesota sweatshirt mm-hmm. tom is from minnesota yeah i think that's his alma mater mm-hmm. yeah so i think that that's kind of a subtle nod that not only is that Tom's baby, but she also misses Tom. But she can't admit it because she's bad with feelings like all of the emotionally stunted siblings are. Pride fuck. Uh, yeah, so I knew that she was wearing that sweater. Um, I didn't really, like, play it with, like, her pregnancy. But, like, it, it's cl- so clear that Shiv misses him. Even the way that she still holds animosity towards him. She's still hurt. You know, and like when mm-hmm. you actually don't give a fuck about anybody anymore, you just you don't even see them anymore. They're not mm-hmm. even in your vision. So like the fact that like she still even feels the need to like play these games with him or 
talk shit about him and kick rocks at his shoes and you know like it's still there is still something there there's and i think that there will be something like i think that they really do love each other and i think that she just doesn't know how like she just never knew how right and like even maddie yeah. and i have talked about this before but like even outside of just how fucked up they grew up right and how like disassociated they were from feelings in the real world and actual unconditional love um, all of their love is conditional. Every all the love they've ever had in their lives has been conditional. But like, she also grew up with nothing but dudes. So like, it's just, it, th- like there's that on top of it. Where, like, this is yeah, one. men are generally kind of emotionally stunted. No well, offense. Well, I mean, and, like, and not but... only just, like not just like men because we try not to generalize, but like these men. Specific- Look at Roman these... Kendall and fucking Logan. Are you kidding me? Like that's what <laughs> yeah. grew up with. And then her own mom is a fucking shit show. Basket case. So yeah. like. Mm-hmm. You know, so like yeah. shit, like you can't help but like, okay, I get, like I get it. Like, of course, you're not gonna know how to love somebody. Of course, you're yeah. not gonna know how to accept love from somebody like Tom. You know, yeah. and so I think that you know there is this part of her that's probably like growing out of that and realizing like Tom was the love of my life and I fucked it and we fucked it and you know and it's it's like that's true heartbreak right there, right? So I think that um. You know, I don't think that Shiv hates him at all. I think that, you know, that's and that's why we get those like very quick, very like small intimate scenes of like her wearing his his sweatshirt or his T-shirt. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like and the the first episode where they had that conversation, they were just laying in bed and, you know, talking to each other in like a dark room. You know, you don't do that shit with somebody that you're over, you know, no, no, no. And I think that part of this might just be due to Shiv's mommy issues, too, because, like, they did have that huge fight, and Shiv's mom literally told her, like, you shouldn't have kids. I shouldn't have had kids. You definitely shouldn't have kids. So I think that, like, she's not only running from Tom, I think initially is because she was pissed because she got betrayed, because, of course. But I think that, like, she probably the reason they haven't patched it up yet is because she realized she's pregnant. She, at this point, almost 20 weeks in, probably not going to abort the baby. Yeah. And she fucking, she's scared as hell because she doesn't know yeah. how to confront that feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know. Sorry, uh, go ahead, Jack. <laughs> I, I think that that's just a major part of it. And I also think, too, there's still, because there always is, a business angle here, too. Because you see in the last two episodes, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Not Frank, the other one. Uh, Carl. Uh, tell, uh, telling um, Tom like oh yeah no now you're just the dead boss's daughter's ex that's all you are and even when they go meet the uh, the Swedish guy saying like oh yeah Tom of Siobhan right like yeah, business wise and marriage wise this is an anchor baby for Tom Shiv can't get rid of him now oh gosh you're right Three points fuck so even oh. if she wanted rid of Tom, she's fucked. Uh, I don't think it's such a bad idea for Tom to be around her, though. He's still, like, yes, he's a player on the board, but he's still more, he's not a killer like that. You know, like, I don't know. I just think that he's going to do what's in Shiv's best interest if it's not going to, f- like, he's not going to fuck up her livelihood. Not like that. Yeah, I don't I don't think he will either. I think that with the um with the the play of him telling Roman or telling Logan at the end of the last season, it wasn't necessarily to like kill the kids. It was 
it wasn't really gonna like fuck them it was gonna fuck them out of succession yes but it wasn't gonna fuck them out like they were still gonna get a payout so like uh-huh. it's still it's not like he was trying to just like it wasn't like Logan telling Kendall he's got to fucking, you know, fall on the cross for the company and go to jail, right? Yeah. It wasn't like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I don't think that Tom ever really had any, like, poor, you know, he doesn't have any, like, ill intentions necessarily for Shiv, but, like, I think that she, you know, she also never expected that from Tom. But then it's, like, there is also, like, a parallel kind of with, like, because I'm seeing that, like, Shiv has shown Tom probably more attention in this season after he fucked her after like the versus all the other seasons that they've been together and married. And it's kind of like Logan showing Kendall more attention and more like almost like adoration, if you will, like after Kendall tried to kill him, you know? So it's like, like, I feel like Shiv is like, I I don't know, maybe she is a lot like Logan in that way. Like she only, she only really wants people that are willing to, completely killer because and maybe it's because it's like i think logan the reason why he was like that is because he's like well that's human nature is to try to is to be ambitious and to get on top so i only trust people that are willing to do that and willing to do whatever it takes to to get there and i think that maybe there is this newfound respect for tom from shiv because of what he did yeah respect i think that's what it is i do not think she respected tom at all before and i think seeing him come up in the company and make some decisions that are a little more cutthroat she's like wow i didn't expect that from you like and i think that's a side of tom that she needed to see you know like i know she's a hard ass but like and i hate to assign you know genders to it but i'm like yeah like she needed someone to be a little bit more of a man just to be like yo fuck you dude Mm -hmm. and now he's doing that yep it, it kind of reminds me of what uh, Shiv's mom said uh, once about uh, Logan. The whole, uh, he never saw anything he loved. He didn't want to kick to see if it would come back to him. I think that's like very, same thing for Shiv. A little bit. But also, I think that Shiv, just like Logan, really respects the dog when the dog bites you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly where I think it's coming from because, um, yeah. And I I think that, like, honestly, it's like we talk about Logan and Shiv as if those, like, that specific quality about them is, like, far from us. But I'm like, I can see that. I've been like that before where I'm like, how far can I push this person? And, like, what are they going to do back to me? You know, it's like I feel like we've all kind of done – it's toxic, right? It's – but, you know, it's – we all do that shit sometimes, unless it's yeah. just me. Sorry, there's a really loud motorcycle inside. Okay. But, um, City boys up. Eight. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, but, no, we, all, we all push our limits. We all put people to to the test. You know, like mm-hmm. it's probably toxic, but it's not. It, it that's also human nature. We fucking do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Oh boy fucking you know shiv and tom that's my favorite story line and arc i'm just so interested in what's i'm i'm interested in everything else but i want to see i hope they end well oh god maddie um no it was really actually really cute i was excited for jack specifically to come on because he this is one of the like one of the arcs that he we like we talk about a lot and he's also Mm -hmm. really interested in whereas like 
most other people that like we might talk to the show about, like they're just all in for the business or all in for just like Kendall or like Roman, or right. Logan, anything. But like Jack definitely we like has spent a fair share amount of his time for sure thinking about this. And I'm like, oh, I'm excited for him and Maddie to like to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> the um, one the part the part of this I'm also really interested in is Tom's other love, Greg. Ah. And what's yeah. happening there. Um, because I, I think like, you know, there's the whole Sporus storyline and that kind of played out over the last season. Uh, but I, I don't know. I feel like the dynamics are different now for Tom. I think that Greg, just like Tom, isn't like as ambitious as the kids, but is ambitious enough to be like a clumsy interloper and just kind of like fumble his way upwards. And you sort of see it this episode too with the whole uh scene with the economist uh where they're like talking about france and all that and uh greg just sort of like piles on tom and just like oh no actually uh france isn't out of the water yet blah 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 blah. yeah i think that greg smells blood in the water yeah (laughs) and i think that that they're actually just like this this episode specifically and this is what i love about these episodes where they're all together is you really see like where the dynamics are um the last episode was so busy everybody was like in their own different groups and this episode everyone's mingling everyone's networking with you know amongst themselves and um so i think that you really like started to get to see that like tom was trying to like venture out and and meet something else. And um, Greg started going back towards the original, you know, the the Kendall doing a like the press call for Kendall and and the the quad and all of that. Like yeah. I think that they both like quad squad. First, yeah, yeah, the quad squad. And I think that like this is one of the the um, we've seen this before where they're playing different sides. And Greg and Tom mm-hmm. pretty much all last season they were not together at all, but. Um, even like for them to be in the same vicinity and still like going off and do into different circles and doing different things. I was like, okay, yeah, you're starting to see that. Like both of them just care about themselves. They're going to my cat feeders. Sorry mm-hmm. guys. Always. Oh, no, it's fine. Noise yeah. um, no, but yeah. So that was, that was interesting to see that like Kendall, like looped Greg back in, you know, to like mm-hmm. do some, you know, and I think that Greg is going to try to attach himself there and Tom's going to try to attach himself to whatever the fuck he can, right? God knows what he's going to um, It's funny that he called um, Shiv, like, made a barnacle reference about her when I'm like, you're kind of the barnacle, just trying to attach on to whatever. Takes one yeah, to one, 100%. I guess. Um, 100%. Yeah, Greg has that energy, too. Barnacle boys. Oh my god! Boy. <laughs> Not yeah. the disgusting brothers. You know who's actually the disgusting brothers are Frank and fucking Carl. They're the the actual the OG disgusting brothers. The two of yes. them. They have been cracking me the fuck up since Logan died. <laughs> like even just like Carl with the Peking duck uh, sauna joke that killed me. That yeah. fucking killed me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was very reminiscent of the yacht at the end of season two, you know, and they're all there basically just waiting to, to see who gets killed. And that's exactly the same vibe. And that was my favorite my favorite. What was that over one episode or two episodes, whatever like period that was, 
that was my favorite of all of Succession. And then I feel like I got that again here just with instead of Logan, it's now a team of these like incredible Swedes that are just, you know, record breaking, serious young people who like to go to the sauna and talk about France and do Molly. Right. Like, I'm just like, it's so intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> like, what an intimidating. One of those things is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So what is your, so you think that, that Greg is, gonna, what, what do you, what is your theory about the Gre- Greg and Tom? I think that Greg is going to betray Tom in some absolutely devastating way. Yeah. It's going to be Shakespearean. And I think like, I've thought about this for a long time. I think, Sam, I told you about this before mm-hmm. this season even started. Because in my mind, Greg is the most evil out of all of them. And yeah. I really do mean that. Because uh, he is shown from episode one that he is willing to lie for anything. Like, he lies to his mother about, like, the weed in the car and, like, hey, man, who among us? But uh, <laughs> then he also... <laughs> But then, like, his second scene ever, he's talking to Logan, and he's just like, oh, hey, by the way, um, do you want to fuck my grandfather out of his board seat and give it to me? Uh, like, yeah. it's a very clumsy play, and it doesn't work. Yeah. But I think that's also why why Logan liked him so much from the beginning, is because he does have that killer instinct, even if he doesn't have, like, the tools to use it mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. He's very, like, oh, I, I'll knife anyone in the back gets me more money sweet awesome yeah yeah definitely i mean i feel like yeah as long as there was a payout he was willing to do it and i like think about it and i'm like i can't i keep trying to remember what like if he was always like that and i was just missing things and i think i was but then there like are the bigger moments where like he it just shows this like charm and this like little boy charm of like uh stealing like the paper from cruises just to you know right. i don't know have something mm-hmm. or like the when he's being interrogated from cruises i think this is one of maddie's favorite scenes where he's recording himself on the phone he's pacing yep. back and forth in the bathroom God, it's so fucking funny <laughs> it's so fucking funny you know and i'm just like because i loved greg in the first i yeah. would say all the seasons i think in season three he definitely started to go off the deep end and then in this one i think what actually did it for me was when um, what was her name? Logan's assistant in this season. Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. Long yeah. Carrie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, long live Carrie. Um, I hope she got off her subway and into the taxi safe to get back to her apartment. Um, <laughs> Me too. Her small apartment. Her small, her very small apartment. <laughs> um, I fucking hate Marsha. What a bitch. Yeah, no, God, she's such a bitch. But um, yeah, when Greg was egging that on, I was literally disgusted. I could have puked. And I was just like, oh my God, they've killed you. Mm-hmm. They've murdered you and brought you back as like Hades himself. Like you... <laughs> It was it like so, but I just I keep like questioning myself, and like now I just don't even fucking pay attention to Greg because it's like like I was thinking about it like what would my kill list be, and I'll ask you guys this, but like Greg is the first one fucking out. He's a co- <laughs> on a contractor yeah. base when I need some spicy shit done that Absolutely. I don't want to know about. Get rid Absolutely. of these babies on Thanksgiving night at four in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and don't come to the family dinner to do it. <laughs> Thanks. And I think. I think that's like the other thing about Greg, just like the last point I want to make is like, I think what changed was that sort of little boy attitude. And I think that like, 
you know, his confidence got boosted up by climbing the dating ladder in the end of last season and the whole like, oh yeah, you can have a hundred of your own Gregs, like that whole sort of thing between mm-hmm. him and Tom. But before this, like, it's not like he still wasn't willing to do shitty things. It was just he kind of always did the whole like the, oh, uh, isn't that isn't that illegal? That that's wrong. And yeah. I think that that's why people trusted him to do those things because like he would present a moral objection to it for about five seconds, then fold in the lawn chair. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know when yeah. it changed when he sued fucking Greenpeace. That's Bro, when, when he sued Greenpeace. God. That made me and so they got mad. Up by Nazis. <laughs> oh my Damn. gosh, fucking Greg. Um, okay, actually, you know what? If we does anybody else have any other burning thoughts? That's pretty we much it. Yeah. Well, Jack will be back with us in a couple weeks, anyway. So we'll. I mean, we'll just basically retract probably half of what we said this episode. <laughs> that was wrong. Yeah, um, at least. But, I do want to say, okay, you have a kill list of three people. Who are you killing from every character that's in this show? Maddie, go. Oh, my God. Definitely Greg. Um, probably not not Carl, but the other one. Who's the other one? What's his name? Frank? Frank. Frank. Oh, wait. Well, no, is Carl? No, no. Is Carl the bald one? Frank is the bald one. <laughs> no, Frank's the bald one. Frank's got to go. You don't like Frank? I don't know. I think I'm confusing them. I think Frank is the one that I do like, and the other one is the one that's got to go. Okay, so Carl, the biggest difference, Carl is the one that got stuck with Roman in Turkey? Turkey. Or, yeah. yeah, it was Turkey. Carl's well, got white got hair. Hostage. Carl doesn't no, have white He's got blonde white hair. Okay, yeah. Okay. Carl's got to go. Okay, I would kill okay. him. That makes sense, <clears throat> because Frank is... No, Frank's a little... He doesn't, he's so calm, cool, and collected. He's like, oh, he probably, when Logan asked him, like, why did you come here? And he was like, you invited me. I was like, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I would have to kill mm, my controversial opinion. Shiv's fucking shysty ass. The fuck out of here, yes. Shiv. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, Sorry. I, I love her, but I hate her. I know. I, I think that, um, when you started, Maddie, on your I love Shiv and a, but like sometimes I hate her, Maddie really, I don't think Maddie really likes her that much, to be honest. No, I like her independently. I fucking hate her though, though, especially as she's treated Tom burning yeah. hell. Yeah, Tom yeah. didn't deserve. I think Tom is molded <laughs> into a monster. He was not a monster to begin with. Yeah, yep. No, he okay. was just an ambitious business guy to begin with. Thank you. Yeah, and he was willing to step on a few fucking heads, but I don't know, like the things that have been done to him. Like you know how it is. Like when you're hurt, like in a deep fucking way, it changes you, and you're like, I will yeah. never mm. let someone flex that kind of power over me again so what am i gonna do i'm gonna flex that power hurt people hurt people. well you know none of these people go to therapy none of them. not a single one <laughs> you know, it's like so many shows that we watch you know the thing is is like maddie and i wouldn't have this podcast if people in these shows went to therapy so that's number one it's like, not <laughs> it too hard but it's like you know every show that we do we're like fucking you know how much therapy would help I just try it. Okay, so top three kill list. Yes, who is it? 
Um, Greg's got to go. Controversial he's opinion. He's just the low-hanging fruit. I feel he like Greg, Greg is number one for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Controversial Contro- opinion. Jerry. Okay. 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 Would you like to tell the board why? <laughs> I think that she is like, you know, Carl and Frank do their thing. They, they're they kind of like the frog and toad cartoon characters. Uh, but they're ultimately like too clumsy to have real power. I'm saying if I'm uh, like taking this company over and I'm killing people, not just based on talent, but also just based on who is a threat to me. I'm killing Jerry. That's a great. She's the only one that is ambitious and smart enough. To pull okay. So that's a compliment. So Jerry, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll take it. I'm killing Greg. Cause he's annoying. You <laughs> Bye Greg. <laughs> Disgusting brother. Get out of here. It would also just be really funny just to have a little cut scene of him, like working at a Costco or something after like having all this money. Um, really? Back in the management training again, puking through yeah, the oh eye God. holes. Can you imagine? Smoking weed in the back. <laughs> yeah. And his, like, being high in his fucking, in that mascot suit. Oh, God. Yeah, women had to do that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like terrible. Third person on my kill list. Um, that's a real, uh, I don't know. Maybe Tom, just uh, for the hell of it. I don't want to say Shiv because you already said Shiv, even though I kind of agree with Shiv. But mm-hmm. yeah, Tom. But like Shiv holds. Tom is also ambitious now. Yeah, yeah. Very. True. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Shiv. Like I don't know. Like I keep like going back and forth on mine. So, um, I don't want to kill Greg because I want to keep him around as a contractor. Like I said, to do my dirty work. Right. Oh, like he's a good yeah. resource to pin everything bad on. Um, and he will testify horribly in court, but that's fine because he's a contractor and he doesn't know <laughs> shit anyway. Um, so I'm not going to kill Greg, but I really, God, you know how badly I want to say fucking Kendall right now. Isn't that horrible? I but thought like, about I that too. Kendall's a goddamn liability. I, I did too. Just a little bit. He's such I mean, a he's liability a, and he's, he's a wild card. Yeah. He'll try to kill you. Well, and the thing is, is like, if you like, that's why I'm like, he's kind of like the the thing that I would know that he's going to be disgruntled and I have to keep him on because otherwise he's going to come for my throat. Truly. Well, Fuck you up in TMZ. Probably, he doesn't succeed at any of this shit, you know, but I would keep for sh- like, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about the three siblings that like, if I was actually owned the company, who would I keep on my executive team? Shiv and Roman are staying. 100% they're staying because I think that they're actually and I think that Kendall's really good at it too but um I think Kendall's too uh, I don't know I don't know Kendall sorry I'm sorry and like Kendall I love you but like killing him <laughs> I think that's that's enough for three I don't even know who else I would kill I would probably kill um Carl yeah he because the biggest Fuck thing Carl. that <laughs> is like the thing for the for cable in the 90s right like that's the only actual thing he's done so okay so uh, based on productivity we're killing carl the you know the efficiency is not really there he's not he's not really an asset (laughs) at this point yeah we Um, just did his 10-year review and it's not looking good 
No, it's not really looking good. Uh, <laughs> and then probably Tom, which sucks, but Tom is such a fucking idiot. Like even he was an idiot in cruises and he is now still an idiot in ATN. And yeah. it's like, we, you know, it's like, he's that the case of like, a, we like you as a culture fit. So we're going to try to put you in different things and see where you stick. And he's not really good at any of it. Mm. You know, oh. I don't know. That's my you know guess. I, I changed. I, I want to change one of my answers, actually. Uh, it just occurred to me. I don't want to kill Tom. I want to kill Ravenhead, their uh, Tucker Carlson uh, news broadcaster there. Just in honor of Tucker Carlson losing his job yesterday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the fucking, the one that named his dog the same thing as Hitler got married was, where Hitler yeah. got, or, you know, and the it was Hitler's the summer palace. palace, yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah. was great. Get, get rid of that guy. Yeah. That's fucking. Great. That's really good. It's um, a great one. Yeah, God, I <laughs> like our kill lists. I like our kill lists. I do too. I do too. I Sorry, you know, for the kill lists, but someone had to do it. You know, what was this podcast going to be about if we didn't do a personal kill list? Exactly. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> yep. And I only gave us three options. I mean, we could have, they literally killed like seven of them. You know, and the thing is, is like what I will say just before we go, but um, I don't want, I don't want Hugo to go because he is a shining little light. And I think that he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's a ruthless little lizard. Yeah, I will say honorary member of Kill List for me. I know he's not part of the company, but if I could kill him, it would definitely be Stewie. Fuck that little rat. No, you you leave Stewie Stewie alone. I love that guy. I do. He pisses me the fuck off. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, He's too cunning for me. He's hot. He is hot. He's fucking hot. Yeah, he is. Fuck, maybe I can't kill him for the eye candy aspect. I mean, we are looking at goddamn Carl, Frank, and Hugo. Like, fuck. It's what I'm saying. All right, all right. I got to get with the times. What am I even thinking? Yeah, so it would be my number one honorary board seat. Number one. Immediately calling him up like, hey, I need you to fight the good fight for me. Thanks. a shit, though. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. Plus, he's good for the board seat, though. Yeah. He's so young. I know. Um, yeah, I think that his uh, his like sociopathicness is endearing. And that's what's wrong with me. So. <laughs> and on that note. Like, same though. Honestly. Oh my God. I love this. Um, well, I think we covered it all. We ended with our kill lists, which I can't wait to see the next episode. I am truly excited to see these last few things, how it rounds out. I cannot predict. I don't know. I wish I had theories, but it's too it's too broad. Yeah, no, there is no way that we could theorize anything. That's what Jack and I came to that conclusion last night. I was like, you know, we're just going into this and we're we're just gonna shoot yep. and see. Yeah. You know. 100%, 100%. We'll check back in a few weeks and see how wrong we were. thank thank you guys for having me on the pod this was really fun no thank you for being on you were fucking lovely it was super fun um and thank you listeners for checking us out welcoming our first hb bro who's still a fucking hoe but likes to be properly um called whore because that's the proper (laughs) 
Uh, anyhow, yes, check us out. Um, hb.hose on Instagram, hb underscore hose on Twitter. You can email us at hose at hbhose.com. And Jack, what's your social? Shout them out if you want to. Or you can say, fuck off. We're personal. Yeah, no, fuck off. <laughs> and there you have it. Ladies, if you, anybody, if you're trying to fucking get at Jack, too bad. <laughs> All right, on that note, bye, guys. See ya. Bye, guys.